Hi friends, welcome back to the show. Today's episode is all about the chariot, which is key seven in the major arcana. And as I said in the intro, this was our card of the year for 2023. So you might be asking, what is the card of the year? Well, if we add together the numbers of the year, which will give us a number, and then if that number is larger than 21, we reduce it because there are only 21 cards in the Major Arcana. And in this case, two plus zero plus two plus three gives us seven, which is the Chariot. This was the collective card of the year for this past year. So in addition to talking about the card generally, I wanna talk about some of the themes we may have seen this year. And this is also useful for our next episode, which is Strength in most decks which is our collective card of the year for 2024. So next week, we will also talk about what the theme of the strength card might mean for all of us in the coming calendar year. And before jumping back into the chariot and the chariot year that this past year was, I wanted to pause to say that you could also use this same number system to map your own yearly journey through the cards and your own life path card. So to do the former, add up your birth month, birth year, and the current year. And again, if the result is larger than 21, reduce it. And this will give you your card of the year. You might find that the energy of your personal card and the energy of the card of the year are very closely aligned. Or, as it kind of was in my case, as I was in my hanged one year this year, there might be some tension. And you can also find your life path number. And here we reduce it to a single digit. So you use the birth month, birthday, and birth year of your birth and reduce it to a single digit. For me, that reduces to one. So my life path card is the magician. And this whole system is from the tarot teacher, Mary Kay Greer. Please, please, please look into her work if you have not. She has multiple writings and workbooks that will really help you grow in your tarot journey and interpretation of the meaning of the cards. Okay, so back to the chariot. Let's start by looking at the chariot's place in the major arcana to start thinking about it in relation to this year. So sevens in the chariot can represent tests, uncertainty, also review in the, the broader um, scheme of the tarot, but also with regards to the chariot and, and maybe even rest or reflection. We see this in the seven of pentacles, not so much in the chariot with regards to rest. Although if we think about the image being depicted in the card, it's presumably after the person has come back through some of these challenges. So maybe some of that energy there as well. And some of the key words for the chariot are things like journeys, obstacles, movement, willpower, determination, um, even victory a transformation or a breakthrough um, of navigating change and also a bit of pulling things together. And, and why this last one? 
One way of thinking about the fool's journey through the major arcana is that we can pull the fool out. So remember, the fool is zero or it was unnumbered in early decks. And so starting with the magician, key one, and ending with the world, we have three lines of seven cards each. This comes from Rachel Pollock's 78 Degrees of Wisdom, and I also learned this from listening to Sarah Faith Godestiner of the Moon Studio and the Moonbeaming podcast. These are two of my teachers that I learned this information from, and now I'm passing it on to you all. You can lay out the cards like this in order to see the journey, and you can do this for the individual suits in the Minor Arcana too, in order to understand the lessons of the suit. Um, but for the chariot, it marks the end of our first leg of the journey through the major arcana. So what are these three legs of the journey? Going to do a little tarot detour here. They're based on the Neoplatonic, so meaning from later followers of Plato's philosophy, this idea of the three parts of the soul. The first line, the magician through the chariot, is our consciousness. It's where we undergo the socialization that we need to function in society, essentially. The second line, which is strength through temperance, is the subconscious, and it also aligns or it has within it mostly um, the so-called cardinal virtues, justice, prudence, temperance, and courage. And the final leg of the journey, the devil through the world, is the higher consciousness. Then, of course, we begin our fool's journey again. And let me know if you want a longer explanation of this and how we might work through it, and I can do that in a future episode. All right, so to sum up, the first line is how we are shaped by and grow in the world. Basically, how we are shaped and socialized by society, and the chariot ends this phase. Chariot, quite literally, is a chariot. It's a vehicle for movement and change. The chariot is about moving in the next direction and integrating all of the lessons that we have learned in this phase. But I want to be clear, the destination is still a bit unknown since we are early in the fool's journey. So let's think about the chariot and the year 2023. We might have seen movement, bolder action, channeling energy for growth and transformation, but also maybe felt a sense of needing to wrap it up, but maybe take a pause somehow, since the sevens might also suggest a pause. And given that 2023 might have felt like a lot of change um, a sense of needing to wrap things up, but maybe suggesting a little time of pausing and reflection, especially perhaps around this time of year. And it felt very tough for me personally, as change always is, and maybe for you too, because there's a little bit of tension here in this card. And I also think about some of the atrocities that have happened in Gaza, in the Congo, to Armenians in Sudan, hate crimes against our Jewish and Muslim brothers and sisters that have all come to light as the year is closing out. And we're often pulled in many directions, but these 
Horrors have focused, I think, a lot of us on what matters, on justice, on freedom, on committing to human rights and dignity, the determination to move forward, to push through. And remember, the chariot has done what society has told them, right? School, the media, authority figures, but it's not working. We want something else and we, we want to leave this paradigm behind. And we can't self-help or biohack or goal set or play nice our way out of it. We need to move into another way of thinking and being in the world. We need to grow beyond societal boundaries or expectations because we've seen through the atrocities that came to light in 2023, not that they necessarily started in 2023, but that we became acutely aware of them again, that this isn't working. It's time to move on to the next phase of the fool's journey. And that's what 2023 was. And that's what this card is and what it can represent. And I said that my own life path card was in tension with the chariot moment that we were all having. My personal card of the year was the hanged one or the hanged man. And a card, which we'll learn about later in our journey through the major arcana, is about surrender, about not jumping forward into anything, but also about getting a different perspective on things. So I had a lot of chariot moments this year. I started a job at the end of 22, but really jumped in during 2023. I bought a house and moved from the East Coast back home to the Midwest. Um, Big shout out to the Mitten State. I started this podcast, but yet I felt a near constant tension. Like I didn't really have direction. I had a lot of movement, but not a lot of direction. Like I was overwhelmed a little bit with the movement that was happening. Like I couldn't see what the path forward is or what the direction moving forward should be. But for me thinking about the different forces of the chariot and the hanged one, um, that connection with pause and reflection and getting a new perspective of the sevens and the hanged one has been a way for me to reflect and analyze what has been going on for me and with me and to me this year, which is ultimately why I read tarot and why I started this podcast You know, I want to help all of you with that, too. On Crystalline Knowledge Tarot, I'll share all things tarot with a little bit of social science, a large dose of feminism, and a sprinkling of mysticism to show how tarot can be used for learning, self-development, and collective liberation. There are many perspectives on the practice of tarot and how to read and interpret the cards. This is my perspective, not the perspective, and I respect the many tarot journeys that people are on. This is how I practice and the lens I bring. All right, so back to the chariot card. We already went through some of those keywords, willpower, movement, determination, obstacles, victory. The chariot is associated with the element of water, and the moon, as well as the zodiac sign of Cancer. 
And water is receptive, right? We think of going with the flow or that momentum or movement, travel, breakthrough with the chariot. There's an element of mystery to the moon, but also of cycles. And when I think about how the element of water is associated with this card, sometimes water flows gently, goes with the flow, but sometimes it breaks open like a dam, a flood, pent up things released out into the open, and it becomes a catalyst for pushing us forward. And archetypes that come to mind with this card are the knight or the warrior. The imagery often has armor and defense and returning from some sort of quest. Now, this may be external. The imagery of the card kind of suggests this. But when I think about the card, I also think about the internal questions and uncertainties and struggles and how we navigate through those. And if you need to channel some resolve, some willpower, you need to pull things together or resolve something in your life, you need support for a journey ahead, this could be a card to draw upon. And if it keeps coming up for you, think about about where you might be missing some of these associations or archetypal energies in your life um, and, and think about what you might gain from incorporating them. And when I think about the chariot, I'm also reminded of the Bhagavad Gita. Now, maybe this is because of the chariot, but I think of Arjuna in the chariot throughout the tale Arjuna has to navigate the conflicts that he's having, inner conflicts about what is expected of him, what he's to do next in the midst of this war that he he opens the story within. And through conversations with his friend Krishna, who throughout the narrative reveals himself as a god, and Krishna outlines how Arjuna and the rest of us can return to godhead, meaning, you know, achieve this higher consciousness. And Lord Krishna explains to Arjuna that a doubtful mind or attachment to the material will leave a person without peace in this world and also in the next life cycle. And to be clear, there are many, many more culturally significant lessons and pieces of the Gita. This is just a quick summary in relation to the chariot card. Okay, this is not a, a full uh, discourse on the Gita. So Arjuna's really stressed at the change and movement, and his mind is somewhat uncontrolled when he first speaks to Krishna. And Lord Krishna describes for him the traits of an uncontrolled or an undisciplined mind and how this ultimately leads to destruction when seemingly you know mundane or innocuous emotions or thoughts run rampant and influence our consciousness in a, a negative way. And a person needs discipline and strong intellect and reflection to govern the mind, to clear it from these impulses and distractions. Now, I will say that the Gita and the lessons of the chariot are not fully aligned as there's an element in the Gita of doing what society requires of you in order to ensure that society continues to function in the way that it needs to. And this is not the ultimate lesson of the chariot. 
But I do see some similarities between the Gita and the chariot. And this perspective of playing our roles in society, to me, is very much aligned with what became known as the functionalist theory of sociology, and in particular, the works of Emile Durkheim. And the idea that diverse groups and division of labor in society are interdependent parts, each playing their role to ensure a stable and well-functioning society. In a nutshell, again, this is a very cursory look. Durkheim argued that the division of labor in modern society, or the establishment of specified jobs or roles for specific people, ultimately benefits society because it increases skill development, it ensures needed roles are filled, but also it creates a feeling of solidarity or positive affect or feeling among people who fill the same or similar roles. It creates the ability for society to reproduce itself. And there are obvious economic interests here, but Durkheim also believed that it helped to establish the moral and social order of a society as well. And again, the limitation here is that we don't live in a utopian society. There is oppression and marginalization and exploitation, and that the norms and expectations are set quite often by the most powerful groups in society and do not actually reflect the reality of our everyday lives. And the ultimate lesson of the chariot is not, is not, how do we meet the expectations of a capitalist society? It's that we have tried and it doesn't work. And now it's time to move on. All right, this episode is getting a little bit long, but card imagery time. And there is so much going on in this card. We have the charioteer with a laurel wreath and a crown of stars on his head. The wreath represents victory and the stars, creativity, beauty. He wears armor and the armor on his shoulders is in the shape of two crescent moons, which represents intuition. He holds a wand in his right hand, manifestation, magic. There are two curtains pulled back with stars, again, beauty and creativity, and this idea of having knowledge and insight revealed to us. The charioteer sits on a stone throne representing leadership with wings representing a kind of higher consciousness, love, moral choices, and there's a symbol uh, on the throne that is said to be the lingam and yoni representing the masculine and the feminine. We also have two sphinxes at the base of the chariot, a representation of balancing opposites, the courage of the lion and the wisdom of the pharaoh or ruler, the known and unknown, the analytical and the visceral or the primal. And here, I want to connect this imagery back to all of the other cards thus far in the major arcana as this part of the journey comes to an end. 
Again, we see the wand in his hand from the magician. The armor on his shoulders are crescent moons like the high priestess. The stars are like the empress's crown, the cold stone throne of the emperor. Uh, the wings on the front of the chariot and the linga mignoni are like the lovers. The connection to the hierophant is less clear, but I actually think of the two sphinxes perhaps. But there were also the two portions of the city and the castles behind the chariot, which does mirror the two stone pillars that we see in the Hierophant card. So all of the previous cards are represented here. Because remember, we can think of this first phase, the first six numbered cards, as representing the fundamental learning phases of the material world. And by the time we leave this card, card seven, we have integrated the lessons of family, society, religion, and what the world expects of us. And now we are ready to leave them all behind and move out into the world on our own. And I know I talk about this deck all of the time, but I want to talk about the chariot in the Muse Tarot. I have to admit, the warrior-like imagery of the Rider-Waite-Coleman-Smith deck did not always resonate with me. It felt a little bit harsh, perhaps. But in the Muse Tarot, we see a woman with a star at her head. Her goal is, is burned into her mind. And light or divine guidance shoots out in rays from her solar plexus, representing confidence and assertiveness. And from her hands are strings of light down to two sets of wild mustangs on either side. There's a lot of red imagery in the card representing her power to channel the mustangs. They're trying to pull her in multiple directions, but she's able to bring them gently, it seems, not necessarily forcefully, onto the right track. And the, the booklet that comes along with this deck notes that this Hard is also about taking care not to harm others, not to trample them. And that's an energy that isn't as present in the Rider Waite Coleman Smith version. And it's one that I, I really appreciate with this version of the card. And thanks so much for listening to this episode of the show. And next week, similarly to this week, we are going to talk about our next card, Strength, including the themes to think about for this card, which is the card of the year for 2024. And you can find me at Crystal and Knowledge Tarot on Instagram. I also have a Patreon for listeners who want to support my work and get some additional perks, such as a monthly tarot spread delivered to your email. And you can find the link to my Patreon in the show notes. Thanks a lot and see you next time.